Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Yellow Violet by William Cullen Bryant. The yellow violet, as Bryant tells us, is among the first wild flowers to bloom in spring in New England's woods, appearing in early April, sometimes before the snow has completely gone. You might thus think me late in choosing the yellow violet for the first episode of May, but though it blooms in April, the yellow violet persists into May, and Bryant's interest, his reason for writing the yellow violet, is in the different way we respond to it in May as opposed to how we first respond to it in April. Today, then, the 4th of May, when we are poised between its April presence and its May presence, just as here in the Northeast we are poised between the lingering chill of April and the pleasant warmth, we hope, of May, may be just the time to enjoy the yellow violet. The wild violet is a very small flower, as most early wild flowers are, as it takes all its energy to emerge at all in the chill short days of April to take advantage of the weak sunlight that nevertheless reaches the forest floor before the trees leaf out. Let's listen as Bryant first celebrates this small flower and then laments our neglect of it when showier flowers blossom in May. The Yellow Violet by William Cullen Bryant when beechen buds begin to swell and woods the bluebirds warble know, the yellow violet's modest bell peeps from the last year's leaves below. Ere russet fields their green resume, sweet flower, I love in forest bare to meet thee when thy faint perfume alone is in the virgin air. Of all her train, the hands of spring first plant thee in the watery mold, and I have seen thee blossoming beside the snowbank's edges cold. Thy parent son, who bade thee view pale skies and chilling moisture sip, has bathed thee in his own bright hue and streaked with jet thy glowing lip. Yet slight thy form and low thy seat, and earthward bent thy gentle eye, Unapt the passing view to meet when loftier flowers are flaunting nigh. Oft in the sunless April day thy early smile has stayed my walk, but midst the gorgeous blooms of May I passed thee on thy humble stalk. So they who climb to wealth forget the friends and darker fortunes tried. I copied them, but I regret that I should ape the ways of pride. And when again the genial hour awakes the painted tribes of light, I'll not overlook the modest flower that made the woods of April bright. When I discussed this poem with my students, they tended to jump right to the meaning, in this case the moral lesson, which seemed to them quite simple and easily restated. Successful people shouldn't forget their early friends, but they do. My students were then taken aback when I rebuked them, mildly of course, for getting ahead of the poem. The prideful wealthy who forget their friends don't appear until the seventh stanza, 
and even then they don't stay. No, this is a poem about nature, first of all, and our consciousness of it, second of all. Its descriptions are precise. If you didn't previously know what a yellow violet looked like, you'd be able to identify it in the April woods just from reading this poem. More importantly, you'd also be more likely to see it in the first place, and more likely to take in the dead leaves and the smell of the mold beneath and the swelling buds of the beech trees and the first touches of green against the wet browns and grays of the forest floor. This is what poetry does. It makes us more alive to the world. When the flowers of May then come, you may be more likely to remember to look beneath them for the modest friend of a month ago and enjoy both the more. It's unlikely that the world's wealthy people and their shortcomings will come to mind at all. They were just an image, and the weakest part of the poem at that. Let's listen again to enjoy the woods of early spring. The Yellow Violet by William Cullen Bryant When beechen buds begin to swell, and woods the bluebirds warble no, the yellow violet's modest bell peeps from the last year's leaves below. Ere russet fields their green resume, sweet flower, I love in forest bare to meet thee when thy faint perfume alone is in the virgin air. Of all her train, the hands of spring first plant thee in the watery mold, and I have seen thee blossoming beside the snowbank's edges cold. Thy parent's son, who bade thee view pale skies and chilling moisture sip, has bathed thee in his own bright hue, and streaked with jet thy glowing lip. Yet slight thy form, and low thy seat, and earthward bent thy gentle eye, unapt the passing view to meet when loftier flowers are flaunting nigh. Oft in the sunless April day, Thy early smile has stayed my walk, but midst the gorgeous bloom of May, I pass thee on thy humble stalk. So they who climb to wealth forget the friends and darker fortunes tried. I copied them, but I regret that I should ape the ways of pride. And when again the genial hour awakes the painted tribes of light, I'll not o'erlook the modest flower that made the woods of April bright. Poems like this, with a moral tacked on at the end, have quite fallen out of fashion, and did so quite a while ago. We do still get nature poems, Mary Oliver's poems come to mind, but without the moral. That we can supply ourselves, or do without. We may have become, though, a society too apt to do without morals, not occurring to us that there should be any. In any case, the moral here is modest enough to not offend, just as the beauty of the poem and of the flower is modest. I hope you enjoyed The Yellow Violet, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems, if you think others might enjoy fireside poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week 
by the fireside.